Hey guys, it's your host, Sam Evans, and welcome back to another episode of Lifestyle Redesigned. So right now, I am currently cooking in the kitchen while recording this podcast because why not multitask where you can, right? Um, I'm very excited for you guys to hear this episode just because we talk a lot about like the, what the title of this podcast means, literally redesigning your life and like realizing that it's a lot more daunting than... Like, it sounds a lot more daunting than it actually is. Of course, there's, like, so much work that goes into, you know, creating this lifestyle, you know, your dream life or whatnot, whatever you aspire to do or to be. Of course, there's a lot of work that goes into it. But something that I've learned and something that we talk about throughout this episode is that if you love it and you can literally visualize yourself in this dream life of yours, then it's 100% possible and you'll sacrifice sleep, you'll sacrifice a lot of things to actually enjoy your life, you know? Isn't that what life's all about? Now it's time to introduce the guest of today's episode and her name is Vanessa Vermas. And like many other guests, I found her on TikTok Honestly, I feel like I'm, you know, scouting people out almost like I'll be on my for you page and I'll see somebody who I think aligns with the podcast and just reach out in hopes that they'll respond. And and I've gotten lucky a couple of times. So this just happens to be another one of those cases. She is 24 years old now, born and raised in Ontario, Canada, but a lot of what we talk about in this episode is how she moved abroad and backpacked Asia when she was only 22 years old. She graduated from university in 2018, and that's when she kind of started saving up to start her travel journeys. A couple things about her is that, A, she loves like getting out of her comfort zone, perfectly aligned with the podcast. She loves learning about new cultures and different ways of life. She is a beach, city, and mountain girl, kind of similar to me. So... There's a lot of different places in this world that, of course, pique her interest. She would rather be outside than inside, but only if it's warm because aren't we all running away from the winters these days? She's never scared to try new things. Um, Again, like pretty much every way that she has described herself, I can 100% relate to. And I felt like very, very comfortable talking with her just because it's like we kind of had the same vision or have the same vision in mind for our lives. And I don't know, it's just really cool to talk to somebody who seems like a mirror image of you, you know, like she's done seasonal jobs. She's doing a seasonal job now. She just kind of got up and, and did her own thing and figured things out along the way while she was traveling. And yeah, I don't know. This episode is just really fun, nice and relaxed and just very informational and very inspiring on how she was able to, I guess you could say, redesign her life so quickly and so young. Okay, well, I know I've been rambling for a while now, but without further ado, let's get right into the episode. Hi, Vanessa. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for being on. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So is there a time difference between Chicago and Canada? So currently right now I'm on the West Coast of Canada. I'm in Alberta in a place called Banff National Park in 234 right now. Okay. So only an hour. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah. I'm originally from Toronto, Ontario. So you were in the same time zone, but not right. Long. Right, right. Well, for those who don't know you, if you wouldn't mind going ahead and telling about yourself and kind of like your story and how you got started traveling. 
Yeah, of course. So I'm Vanessa, obviously. <laughs> I would say my travel journeys really started at the beginning of 2020. So kind of ironic that during a pandemic, travels actually picked up for me. But I did backpacking around Asia for the beginning of 2020. I did Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, and Indonesia. And I just kind of felt more at home there than I ever did at home home, I guess, if that makes sense. And I was just going through a really big transition period, which is why I love the name of the podcast. It kind of aligns with the way I went about all of it. Like, I'll redesigned. I really wanted to live the life that I knew was possible and I wanted to. I just didn't really know at that time and in that space how to get to that. And so it did take a big jump. I know there's a lot of people that did a lot of moving around during COVID because of restrictions and limitations and all of that. But it's something that it was easy for me to get started doing then, but it's also easy to get started doing now that travel's open back up again. So something that I love talking about with people, it's something that I find anyone can really get behind and do. And it seems daunting. It seems really overwhelming. And like we were talking about before in our conversations that a lot of people were able to do this stuff because of COVID, because they had the time to do that. But just kind of putting the word out there to people that this stuff is possible to do even in these times now that we've opened back up. I think I love to do. I've always had summer jobs to kind of help me pay for things like this. And so I've had a lot of like bartending and server jobs in the summers at really good seasonal restaurants and then take off in the winters and do my thing. But yeah, I would say Thailand was the biggest journey. That was two years. And then I'll be moving to Spain in October of this year, which I'm very excited. Yeah, about. that is very exciting. Kind of like all over the place, you know, you get like feel of all the different cultures because obviously, you know, Thailand is going to be is way different than what Spain is going to be. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I'm so excited about. Right. Well, how did you get started? Did you go to school? Like what's your, like, what was your path getting into traveling? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say from a young age, I kind of always wasn't a big school person. I did well in school, but being locked in classroom and in one environment for too long always kind of made me go batshit. So I needed to do something to kind of get out of that. And at the end of high school, I really, really wanted to travel right away because I know a lot of people take gap years in between high school and university. Some of these things are a lot more popular in different countries as well. I find a lot of people in the UK, a lot of people that I met from Australia, it's very common for them to do that after high school instead of after university. But my mom was very much like, you need to go get your degree at least, which I'm very made me do because I probably would have never gone back and done it if I hadn't just gone all the way through but it was in university I took a course called issues in Canadian politics that made me start to think about kind of the global impact that countries have and so through that obviously the travel and aspiration kind of came back because I was obviously stuck in a school setting so I couldn't do that but I knew that as soon as I was graduated university, I would be able to get back into all that stuff. So I went for criminal justice and political science because I wanted to do something along law side or diplomat side, something that allowed me to travel, make my own hours, have times off or be stationed in another country. And then throughout university, time passed. And again, the school settings kind of started to beat me down a little bit. And I just figured the sooner I can get the degree, the better, because the sooner I can go and experience and learn things firsthand rather than in a classroom. 
So once I had done that, I did a summer job throughout university for a couple summers to kind of save up. And then basically when I was done university, I graduated a semester early so that I could work a little bit. And so I grinded really hard that last year of university to make sure I could do that. And then that's when I took off and went to Asia. And then you lived there. Yes. <laughs> I loved it so much. The pandemic did bring me back home. So I did have to come for a couple months. But then I did get back over to Asia, I would say in the end of July of 2020. And then I lived there up until a few months ago. Yeah, which is insane. Like you're just like fresh out of college and it's like, oh, let me move to Asia, you know. <laughs> yeah, other side of the world by myself. You know, I just really needed a change. And I just felt so at home in Thailand. It was just most comfortable environment that I'd ever been in. And I think that I was very taken aback by that as well, because I know that some people have their preconceptions of what Asia and especially Southeast Asia look like. And I just really wanted to be in an area that was going to be very different from home, but it felt more comfortable than home, which was odd for me. Yeah. But, so then when I knew when the pandemic was happening and I wanted to really make something permanent, Chiang Mai is in the Northern end of Thailand. And that was like home for me. So that's where I decided to call home for that. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like, honestly, I feel like the only reason why we call where we live home is because that's where we grew up. You know what I mean? But it's like traveling is the perfect way to kind of figure out maybe like where you belong. And obviously we changed so much, even like freshman year to senior year of college, like a four year span. That's not that much time. Like I bet you can say you're a totally different person now than you were at 18. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I have many different people. I've been many different people. Since right. You. Right. Exactly. So I think like traveling like really does that. And it, it like allows you to see places that a you didn't even know existed. Like, I don't even, if you Ask me to point Chiang Mai out on a map. I wouldn't be able to. If you asked me how to, what it looks like, I wouldn't be able to, you know, but like you went and you were like, this is it. Like, you know, you just got that feeling. And that's like what traveling is all about, which is why I love it so much. It's definitely a big culture thing as well. It's nice to go to places and see firsthand how these people live, their interactions. And it kind of inspires you in certain ways to really kind of hone in on the values that you find most important to yourself because you see that in other people everywhere you go. So Thailand, I would consider to be a level like two slash three country, which for those who don't know the terminology that I'm using, there's a book called Factfulness by Hans Rosling. I'm not sure if you've read it or not, but it's fantastic. Big suggestion for everyone that's listening. And he kind of just talks about the fact that we're actually doing a lot better in the world than it seems like we are, because obviously the news and the media clouds our judgment and we only get the negative information all the time. And it's hard to kind of step back and look and say, hey, 50 years ago, people didn't have rights that are now able to vote and go and do all these things. So he has this philosophy and it's not just about he doesn't like the West versus the rest either, because that's a big thing, especially with traveling and starting up businesses and stuff. Right. Difference between what that looks like in Asia versus in North America or Europe or whatever. So for anyone that's interested in any of this stuff, it's a great book for perspective, at least to get a good idea of what these other countries actually look like at a local core level. And so because of that, obviously coming from Canada, we're considered a level four country, which is his best way of describing that is saying like, you have more than one car in your family household, or you at least have a car in your family. Right. Household. Whereas levels three is like, you have motorbikes, which is very common in Asia, which is why I would put Thailand about there. 
Level two is like actual pedal bike. And then level one is just walking. You don't have the means to have anything more than that. But to move somewhere that's on a completely different level than what you're used to, it just opens up all of these possibilities that you never really even knew or saw or could even comprehend at that point because you can't see it firsthand. And it's just, it's very inspiring. It's nice to see people that don't have a lot. They're the happiest people in the world. They're just driving people around in tuk-tuks all day. You know what I mean? Right. So proud of their country, so proud of their cities and the people and their culture. And I just think North America kind of lacks that a little bit. So sometimes it's nice to go to other places and see people just engulfed in how passionate they are about everything. It's very cool. Yeah, that's, I would say that's definitely like one of my favorite parts too. And what I try to like bring awareness to, especially through this podcast and kind of like transitioning more into talking with travelers and things like that is like, there's more than just the tourist destinations within like the destination that you're in. So sure, go ahead, like the first couple of days, do what you got to do, take the pictures that you got to take. And then you know, after that, just like live like a local. And I know that sounds cliche, but it's like, take some time and just like, look around, realize, yeah, go to those markets. Right. Do the things that older generations honestly would say would be unsafe because it sounds so cliche, but a lot of those things are where you're going to have the most moving moments of your life. And if you keep playing things safe, you're never going to get to experience those type things. And that's really what changes us. Like I was saying, I've been through so many different phases of myself since 18. Oh, right. Put myself in so many different situations that have made me kind of have different perspectives or even just hearing other people's perspectives to then gain an understanding can really have a big impact on you. So, Yeah, for sure. So you said you moved there when you were 22, right? Or 21? Yeah, I would have been 22, like freshly 22. Yeah. So what was it like at like young age, as if I'm not the same age, but you know, like people are always say that to me, like, you're so young. How are you doing this? But like, I feel like a lot of people would love to know, like literally at such a young age or like fresh out of college, like we were saying of like, okay, I'm just going to move to another country and figure it out. But like, what was it like for you? I, I don't, this one's a little tricky. I feel like a lot of the people that kind of get into this space too tend to be very adventurous people, but also kind of tend to be old souls. And that's something that I definitely, I would identify with. So moving to a new country, to me, the age didn't matter. Like the fact that I was 22, I never felt 22. I always felt older than that. So when people, especially like grandparents or aunts and uncles or other coworkers that were much older than me would ask me what the appeal was or why I did that or why I wanted to go and do that, It was always kind of a difficult answer because it's not an answer that they were ever really willing to fully accept. Right. So it's just like a, I wanted to do it. So I did it kind of thing. And that for our generation right now was so common, but for older generations isn't. And I think it would be nice now for our generation to kind of flip that narrative. So instead of people being like, how crazy is it that you did that at 22? You know what I mean? Like, I have people, I'm like, I'm working in a national park right now, which again, is still a big deal for a lot of people to even just move across the country. Like that's a big step for a lot of people. You don't have to take the jump and move across the world at 22. Right. <laughs> baby steps. It's just really starting where you're comfortable. Right. And I have a lot of people here though, that are 18, 19 and moved across the country for the summer because they wanted to live in the Canadian Rockies. You know what I mean? 
it's inspiring to see young people do that. And I hope that inspires older people to kind of then carry on with that type of lifestyle. But I think to flip that narrative of like, you were 22, you were so young, you know, to just being like, we have limited time on this planet. Like do what you have, do what you want to do, do what you have the time to do, try and make time for everything that you love. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. Obviously it is overwhelming figuring out visa stuff and all of that. So like that at a young age, you got to have adults to be around I was right. on the phone with like the principals of the schools I was working at or the head people in the corporations that I was going over abroad with, or my mom even like just to ask, but that's life. Like any adult, they still call people and ask for help for things like that too. You know what I mean? So, right. Yeah. It was really things like that can get overwhelming. The logistics can be kind of hard sometimes, but the only thing that you got to keep in your mind is like, if you want it bad enough, it's going to get done. Right. So that's like my big advice. Whenever people are like, how did you do it? Like I could never, you know what I mean? You hear all oh, you're so lucky type of stuff. And I'm like, if you want it bad enough, it's yours. Yeah, for sure. I think also going to environments where other people your age are doing the exact same thing is like almost inspiring to everybody around you and yourself. Like I remember my first seasonal job was in Colorado in the middle of nowhere, absolute middle of nowhere. I was terrified of going. I was like, I'm really about to do this. Like no service, you know, we, the closest McDonald's was like uh, 20 minutes away. That's where you found Wi-Fi. Like, and it was at a ski resort, a beautiful ski resort. And I was like, you know what, whatever, I'm going to do it. I'll, maybe I'll meet someone, one person. That's all I need. Right. And when I got there, I kid you not, I have never related more to the people that I was around there than I like my childhood friends. You know what I mean? Like the people that you meet, you get it. Like the people you meet who are doing the stuff that everyone told you you were crazy for they probably got the same thing, you know? And it's like, I, that's my, that I love it. I love that part. No. And I love that. We're both so excited about it, (laughs) but I love it so much because even when I was in Asia, like my best friend who I'm going to Spain with, I would have never met if I hadn't gone to Asia and she, we voice note each other all the time. We're on the phone with each other all the time. You know what I mean? She's from America. I'm from Canada. I've got a few other friends that still live out in Thailand from UK, like London area adore them like they're just you meet these crazy cool like-minded people while you're out and about and it's because they're willing to move out of their hometown they're willing to step out of their comfort same way you are and whether your reasoning for doing it is the same or not like nine times out of ten it's not going to be right like my situation is very very different than my best friend's situation but at the end of the day our paths cross for a reason things happen for a reason and they just kind of end up working out for the better Then stay. Cause my big philosophy is like, you can't grow in the same environment. Like even plants, you don't keep a small plant in the same pot when it starts to grow it. Right. You need to change its environment, change its setting. And that's huge for people in their twenties. I would say thirties yeah. is should be about moving around, meeting new people, yeah. cultures and stuff like that, because you're never going to find what you love, what you truly love in your hometown. You may love things about your hometown, but you're never going to get the full picture if you stay there. Right. I always, I love to think like, if I say an idea out loud and someone else tells me I'm crazy, like, I know it's, it's a good idea. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, okay, well, 
like it's almost if as someone if, above the age of 40 tells you you're crazy you're probably doing the right thing right, exactly <laughs> honestly like after a couple of times I've just stopped saying it out loud and just done it and told them afterwards I'll be like oh yeah I'm moving here like I just like got an apartment here. I'm going to do, go do this. And they're like, what, what? I'm like, yeah, flight's already booked. So you can't, you can't get me out of it. But yeah, I think that like, that's another huge, huge thing that I touch on a lot when I'm interviewing podcasters and travelers and entrepreneurs all throughout this platform is like every idea that has brought them to where they are today, as in like me interviewing them for a podcast, people have told them they were crazy. And now they're successful. You know what I mean? Or now they have these like insane experiences or things like that. And it's like, you hear the stories all the time, but like when it comes to you, you don't really think that you could ever do it. And then you listen to someone else's story and you're like, oh wait, like maybe I can. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it just takes the right person talking about it to inspire you and get you on board with that. Because you can hear all these crazy success stories about, oh, this person, like overnight celebrity or like, you know, those like Billie Eilish, Justin Bieber type of stories. Right. Those are like fantasies to us. Like quite, like everyday quote unquote people don't think that that could happen to them. Right. It's also kind of like, when did society tell us that we're everyday people and they're not, and that we can't have these crazy same experiences as well. So I think just like separating yourself from all of the, chaos and craziness what people expect from you or what society expects from you and just getting to the root of what you actually want to do and like what inspires you and getting out there and just doing it nine times out of ten it's going to work out like it will work out a hundred percent exactly and even if it doesn't go exactly as planned like you will figure it out I assume honestly I should probably just say that you've probably had situations where it didn't go as planned. I mean, every person that travels, yeah. Thailand, I was like, oh no. Like my the school I went to, the very first school, I love them. Like those kids, I was talking to one of my students this morning still. So like, yeah. I'm still very close to these people. But I remember in those first few moments walking in and being like, I have to live on campus at the school. This isn't what I was yeah. expecting. <laughs> I don't remember like it looking like this. Like no one told me that, my bathrooms are outside. Like there was just so many logistical right. things where I was like, oh no, this is not like a full year. And I was overwhelmed at first. It just takes some like, like breaking down those walls, those barriers of comfort level and kind of just submitting to what is going on and just taking it one step at a time. Like aren't going to work out perfectly every single time. Like I have so many traveling stories from when I was in Southeast Asia backpacking of like, us arriving to Vietnam on Chinese New Year and there being no cabs to take us to our right. <laughs> in the rain and our cab driver falling asleep on the highway like oh nice <laughs> that, like nothing is ever going to go perfectly but like it's going to be a story to tell in the future yeah that day in Vietnam was like one of the hardest days of my life and it's now one of my favorite stories to tell right I was gonna say here yeah. you are now like just talking about it as if you know nothing ever happened yeah, exactly. <laughs> no big deal now. Yeah. I love Vietnam. I love Vietnam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, at least you have stories to tell. And and that's the perk of traveling too, is like, no matter what happens, just it's for the plot, right? Exactly. It's for the plot. <laughs> You're the main character. Don't forget. Yes, that. exactly. What did, I know you said, like you talked to your mom through all of this and what, like, was she very supportive? How was like that, you know, telling them 
telling your parents that like, okay, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> I never really even considered it. Cause I've kind of always been a very individual person, I guess. Like even my family, we're very close, but each of our individual personalities are very like reserved, I guess. And we kind of do have, we're close, but we have all of our own things going on. Yeah. And so when I got back from backpacking, like my parents could really tell that something had changed. Like (laughs) they really picked up on like how much I would talk about it. And I had started a blog and in the midst of working things out and changing things because I want to add my friend to it because we do everything together now. So Mm -hmm. we're in the midst of making that pages that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. But yeah, they could see that I was putting all my efforts into all of these new things. I wasn't doing the same things I was doing before I'd left. And so they could tell there was a bit of change. And then of course, when the pandemic came around, I just kind of, I sat them both down and told them like, look, guys, I just, it's amazing over there. Like over there, I don't know what to tell you, but like, yeah, it's incredible. I need to go back. Like I just have more growing and learning to do. And my parents thankfully are very supportive of stuff like that. Both of my like my mom's dad and my dad's dad are immigrants. So my one grandfather's from Japan, my other grandfather's from Holland. Mm-hmm. And so they've got an understanding of, okay, yeah, you have all these questions about even just my own personal history of like family in Asia, family in Europe, like what that kind of means as someone from a country that unfortunately doesn't have much history or culture, right? And that's something I'm passionate about. So I'm like, if I have to go to these other places, that I'm rooted to, even though it's generations back, I still want to learn and understand all this stuff. So, and even still, like this, my mom had forced me not to go in high school. She wasn't allowed to force me to go after university. Yeah. So they were supportive about it though, for sure. Yeah. I think when your parents can see that it lights you up, I feel like there's only so much that they can say, you know, like, or try to convince you otherwise, because at the end of the day, like I'm the same way. I kind of like tell my parents, like, I'm kind of going either way. I would love your support, but. (laughs) Yeah, I would love your support. Right. Right. It's happening. You know, and I sometimes at certain ages, I can understand it's hard to put that into perspective where it's like these two people have devoted their lives to me and putting me through school and doing all this stuff. And then to just up and leave, it seems for some people, especially in Canada, we do have a lot of um, immigrants, which we love. Mm-hmm. Everyone come to Canada. Mm-hmm. It's nice having multiculturalism over here. But like, I have a really good friend whose parents immigrated over and they think I'm crazy for now leaving because in their minds have just come over from a way to have a better life here. And now I'm going back like they, to them. They think I'm taking steps back. But sometimes it's just like, you kind of have to accept that they're not going to have the same understanding as you. You know what I mean? That's the whole thing about life. Like no one's going to have the same perspective. So exactly. And if it ends up being like this horrible, crazy decision that they think it is, you have to learn that at some point, you know what I mean? At least like you're going to Thailand, you have a horrible time and then you come home and things, you know, you work things out, but like clearly that wasn't the case. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. you need to be able to learn all that kind of stuff on your own. And I think too, my first year of doing all of this, it's overwhelming. Like you're going to have 110 questions and especially figuring out the logistics, the paperwork, the visa, all that stuff, finding a job, like, right. Obviously everyone has all these questions. Where do you start? You know what I mean? For me, it's teaching at least. And like do online digital nomad kind of stuff. Yeah. There's a world of options out there. It's just kind of figuring out which one suits you best or which one you kind of start with, 
you can always transition into things. Like I never saw myself as a teacher ever. I never wanted to work with kids, was not a person. And now I adore them, you know? Yeah. So it's really kind of just about taking it one step at a time and like learning from your mistakes and figuring things out. Yeah. That first round of me figuring out how to get to Thailand was, I went through a company called ILP, the International Language Program. It's based out of Utah. And they have a paid program. They also have a volunteer program. And that was a difficult transition for me because the program is like the paid program. There was only year long options. And I was really only looking for six months at the time. Right. And by the time I was signing up for it, it was COVID. So I was kind of like their little test dummy of like, yeah, to go someone coming abroad over to Thailand during a pandemic. Right. It's a lot of just kind of keeping a to-do list in check and making sure you're just on top of it. Every morning waking up and being like, hey, I have a couple emails to send today, waiting for this to still come in the mail, can ship that when it comes. You know what I mean? Just keeping yourself organized is the best way to get started with that stuff. And then obviously too, figuring out like what route you want to take, you want to teach, you want to just be digital nomad, like what yeah what exact occupation you want to do you know right so did they have things sort of like figured out for you in terms of like legal and so they did for everything but the visa stuff because the visa was really kind of put on me by myself the first time around mainly because they didn't really know fully what to do with a because okay keep in mind they're an american company that sent people to thailand and i'm a canadian Right. So they really don't know what's up. Like they're, they have Canadians that have gone before for sure, but yeah. during a pandemic, no. So a lot of it was me like just contacting the Thai embassy in Canada, phone calls, emails. What do I need to do? I have a job. And there was a lot of paperwork we had to send back and forth beforehand. But now that the pandemic is over, you can walk into these countries with resumes and apply for jobs. It is actually as easy as that. If you're a native English speaker and you have a university degree, you can pretty much get a job anywhere. So. Yeah. Which is good to know for everybody out there. Cause yeah, guys, you know, it's easy. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause I also think that it sounds a lot harder than it is. And like you said, of course, there's so much to think about and so many things on your running to-do list at this point, you know, like, of course, but at the same time, it's like, like you said at the beginning, if it's meant for you and if it's something that like you genuinely see yourself doing or you see like for your life, then you'll make the time for it. You know, you'll figure it out. You'll get on the call with the embassy. Like you'll do what you have to do. Yeah. And even sometimes too, like it's not going to happen as fast as you want it to. Like my Thailand stuff, because I was in the pandemic, I had more than enough time to take care of. Right, right. That was all my to-do list had to do, you know? Yeah. Now I'm working a full-time job in a national park at one of the biggest hotels in all of Canada. I've got a lot going on on top of my Spain visa. And this visa is a little bit more difficult because I have to have a background check because I lived in Thailand for so long. Mm. So there's just a lot of logistical stuff that even now I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I just need a day off. (laughs) I did a lot of emails and I mailed things yesterday. Like I'm just going to enjoy BAMs and then the I'm going to work. And then the next day I'm going to get back on to the visa stuff. You know what I mean? It's just, you got to understand too, that you got to experience life while you're going through the transitional periods as well. Because transitional periods for people that travel abroad are really difficult. Like coming home is very difficult. Coming back to an environment 
that once felt like home and no longer is anymore is weird. And now your home is on the other side of the world and you're just, you know what I mean? That's like a whole, that's like a whole other episode. You know, we need like a part two. Yeah. <laughs> totally do a part two on that. Cause I'm going through that right now, but it's just like giving yourself that grace, doing what you know is right for you and just whatever makes you happy. Go for yeah. it. Run yeah, back. exactly. Would you say like, so you kind of touched on it in terms of like advice and things like that, but when you graduated university and you were like, all right, I'm doing this, like now that you've done it, what would you tell yourself? Or really anybody that's like just wanting don't to take care what other people think. Like, and I catch myself doing this still all the time. I have a lot of people here who I'm like, like they probably think my Instagram's really annoying or my right. TikTok's really annoying. Like I haven't been in Thailand in like months now and I still have like contracts with tourism boards and stuff to post things and it's just do I look annoying? Do I look like that? Be blah, blah, blah. And it's like, if that's what your goal is, if that's what you're working towards, who cares what these people think? Like they have goals and things they're working towards too that I might not agree with. Whatever. You know what I mean? So I think my biggest advice to whether you're traveling, starting a business, you just want some advice, like do what you know is best for yourself and just try and at least stop the intrusive thoughts of like, what are people thinking about me? What are people saying about me? Or like, how do people perceive me? Because even sometimes if I'll make posts about Asia, I'll be worried that I'm misrepresenting something. If I'm talking about the culture or the religion or something. And it's just like, you learn as you go. You know what I mean? We're going to make mistakes here and there. But if you just prioritize doing what makes you happy and not worrying about what other people are going to say, like, I would be way farther in the game right now than I am if I wasn't so worried about other people's opinions. So that's a big one for sure. Yeah, I think, and it's crazy because I normally ask this question at the end of every podcast episode because obviously everyone has different pieces of advice that they would give themselves. But at the same time, like it's all along the lines of either like just do it or, you know, don't care about anybody else like and what they think and and how you look to somebody else because it's like it's like how that shouldn't bother you what they think of you it's them thinking of you like it's not you know it shouldn't affect us as much as it does and like we're all guilty of it but yeah I think that's like advice that everyone needs to hear all the time because yeah, it's just it just needs to be reminded, yeah constantly reminded that just like you came into this world on your own, you're gonna leave on your own. It sounds so bleak and depressing, but it's like, it doesn't have to be if you look at it in the right way. Like if you just flip the narrative and think, well, that means I now have full control over everything. I can make all the decisions on my own. Like, it's obviously nice to get advice from people here and there, but don't take it too much to heart. Just take the information in, process it yourself and then make your decisions. You know what I mean? Like exactly for yourself and not worrying too much about other people's opinions at a young age, especially for younger people. Like that is so, so important. Yeah, for sure. Well, where can people find you and follow along with like your travel journeys and your future Spain adventure? Oh, Spain. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. I have an Instagram and a TikTok. They're both just my name. So Vanessa.Vermas. I post a lot more, I would say on Instagram in terms of like heavy on the information content. So I have a lot of travel guides up there. So if you guys are ever going to Thailand, 
I lived there for two years. I know every inch of that country. So I've got plenty of travel guides for that. I do a lot of freelancing stuff over on Fiverr as well for making itineraries. So that's something as well in terms of the lifestyle redesigns, like jumping into more of the entrepreneurial stuff, like getting the freelancing if you're traveling is so easy and you can be doing all of these things that you love for free, quote unquote, kind of, because you're just making itineraries that maybe you've already done yourself and selling it to people, you know, those are really great things to kind of get involved in. And Fiverr is a really, really great uh, platform for freelancing. And then obviously TikTok is the best app, I think, of our generation right now. It's just the organic content that comes from it and the amount of like the algorithm is just so set up for success for people that like you don't have to be posting 8,000 times a day for a video to take off. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and it's just more engaging. I think people like it a lot more. So yeah, those three for now. If you guys do tune in for a little bit longer, once my friend and I get over to Spain, we will be starting something new. But that's top secret for now. Well, maybe when we do our part two, it'll be out then. You can share that information, you know. <laughs> you with my friend. That'd be yeah, so that would be awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. I will make sure all your information and stuff is linked down below. And it was so nice having you. Obviously, wish you luck with everything. Well, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you aren't already, you can follow along with the podcast at Lifestyle Redesign Podcast on Instagram. And if you want to follow along with me and my travel journeys, you can follow Sam Evans Travel on Instagram or send me an email if you want to reach out at samevanstravel at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll talk to you in the next episode.